How's it going? I'm Xander Fryer, just another millennial corporate dropout turned entrepreneur. Since quitting my day job as an engineer just over four years ago, I built a multi-million dollar coaching business, mentoring seven-figure business owners, professional athletes, award-winning musicians, Hollywood actors, best-selling authors, and hundreds of aspiring entrepreneurs. I truly believe that when we couple the right knowledge with a strong desire for action, anything is possible. But most of us are never given the right knowledge, the shit you don't learn in college. The Sidlik Podcast shares interviews from the world's most successful people in business, finance, sports, health, and entertainment in order to help you live a life filled with more money, more meaning, and more freedom than you ever thought possible. Get ready to learn the shit you don't learn in college. Hey friends, welcome back to another episode of Shit You Don't Learn in College. I'm your host, Xander Fryer, and today we're going to talk about how to hold yourself accountable to actually get the shit done that you need to get done. So for all of our Shit You Don't Learn in College fans out there, if you've gotten any value from this podcast, don't forget to go to www.sidlickbook.com and grab your copy of the new number one bestseller, Shit You Don't Learn in College, available now also on Amazon. Now, if you go to our website, you'll also get over $3,000 in bonus trainings and programs. So you can head over to www.sydlicbook.com and check it out now. And let's get on with the show. All right, let's talk about accountability. Why is it so necessary? Well, let's, let's tell, let's tell the honest truth. Okay. You are lazy. I'm not just saying you, as in you who's listening to this. I'm saying you as everybody. Everybody is lazy, including myself. Um, it's actually every, it's it's evolutionarily programmed into us. So let me explain. The human, uh, the human is the only animal in the world with such a large brain to body ratio. That's what makes us so intelligent, so conscious. Um, but it also has some drawbacks. So our brain, makes up about 2% of our actual body mass, about 2% of our actual body mass. But that brain actually utilizes about 20 to 30% of our overall energy expenditure. That's right. 20 to 30% of your overall energy expenditure comes from using your brain. Um, And that's even as our brain right now runs very efficiently the way that it is. So To have such a large brain evolutionarily, our brain developed mechanisms to not use too much power. Uh, One of those evolutionary mechanisms is laziness. Uh, Some of the other ones are habitual processes. So it's it's developed ways to not think, not do as much as possible. So uh, it's actually been stated that if your brain were to actually use, you know, consciously use all the power that it was supposed to all the time, you might need to eat up to 10 times as much as you currently do just to survive, right? So evolutionarily, this this is probably a really difficult thing and would have caused humans to die off very, very quickly because even though they were really smart, they could never find enough food to survive if they had to eat 10 times what we currently do just to survive because our brain would use too much energy. So you are actually evolutionarily programmed to want to Netflix and chill. I hate to break it to you. We are all inherently lazy. Just accept it, right? Um, But 
That being said, there's a lot of tools that we can use to not be lazy and not allow our laziness to run our lives. But if left to our own devices, we would never do anything. To be honest, I would love to just Netflix and chill all day or hang out on the beach and meditate all day. Like that's that that's my ideal life. But I would never accomplish the things that I want to accomplish. So there's a lot of tools that I need to use to keep me accountable to actually getting shit done. Now think about this. We're also programmed from a very young age to need accountability. So we're programmed uh, from, from the very beginning by our parents. You know, our parents hold us accountable in life. Our teachers hold us accountable in school to do the homework and take the tests. We had coaches in sports that hold us accountable to run the laps and do the drills. And, um, you know, when we go into a nine to five, we have a supervisor, or a manager that holds us accountable to do the work, right? Yet, when we go to do something bigger, maybe become an entrepreneur or or go off on our own or or do something outside of uh, outside of the nine to five world, what's the first thing that we lose? We lose accountability. We don't have someone holding us accountable to push ourselves and grow and get better and do the things that we don't want to do, right? So in the end, accountability is one of the most important tools that you can leverage to make sure that you're actually doing the things that are necessary to get to where you want to get to. So we've all heard of, or maybe you haven't, most of us have heard of the idea of the carrot and the stick. So the whole idea is uh, for us to accomplish things, we either need to dangle a carrot in front of us or we need to wave a, a heavy flaming stick behind us. So we're either dangling a reward in front of us to pull us into action or we're waving a punishment behind us to scare us into moving forward. And I talk to a lot of coaches and a lot of entrepreneurs and a lot of very conscious and intelligent people that do a lot of self-development work and they go, Xander, Xander, I'm, you know, I, I'm too conscious. I'm beyond needing a carrot and a stick. And I'm like, that is hilarious. That is hilarious. I'm a multi-seven-figure earner. I I meditate all the time. And I still, I, I know that the carrot and the stick really help me, right? So until, I always tell my clients, until the moment that you're like meditating and you start to levitate off the ground, that's the moment that you no longer need accountability and the, no, the moment you no longer need a carrot dangled in front of you or a stick waved behind you, right? But until that moment, you either need one or both. Now, specifically, um, and we're going to talk, we're going to talk about some modes of accountability here in a second, but specifically, uh, you're going to want to figure out what works better for you. Dangling, dangling a, uh, a carrot in front of you or dangling a reward in front of you or waving a big heavy stick behind you. Now, personally, I have found that for myself and a majority of the people that we work with, I've noticed that waving a big heavy stick behind you actually works better. It works better for me and it works better for about 90% of our clients that we work with. Not all of them, but about 90%. And a lot of people are like, well, I don't want to, I don't want to wave punishments behind me to get me into action and do the things that I need to. It's like, well, if you're really gonna, you know, not accept that you have some work to do and, and not use the tools that you need to, to get you into successful action, like, well, that's your choice because I'm going to use the shit out of that and I'm going to go help a ton of people and I'm going to make a ton of money and I'm going to go uh, serve a bunch of people, have a great life, all because I'm willing to admit like, hey, waving a big heavy stick behind me gets me moving So, and it keeps me happy. So why don't I just do that damn thing? Anyways, so I want to give into a handful of, I want to give you a handful of different tools that can help hold you accountable uh, and moving forward. Now, the first thing um, isn't actually a, a form of accountability. It's just more of a thought process that I like to share with people. Um, it's something I call delayed gratification. Now, I don't just call this delayed gratification. It's a, it's a scientific term. Um, but delaying my gratification is actually a process that I use very regularly. So what I do 
what I do is whenever I want something, this is, this is the uh, dangling the carrot in front of me. Whenever I want something, let's say, um, you know, for example, right now I'm recording this on a Friday afternoon and I, uh, Maddie and I do date nights on Fridays and I'm, uh, basically I told myself I'm not allowed to go to, to date night until, uh, I record this episode, right? So, uh, I'm, I love going to date night. I want to go to date night, but I'm not allowing myself to go to date night with my wife until I've recorded this episode and I've gotten this amazing training down this podcast down for you guys. So I'm delaying my gratification by saying I have to do this thing of work before I actually get the reward. Now, there was uh, there was a study that was done at Stanford. This was a, a handful of decades ago. There was a study that was done at Stanford, um, formerly known as informally known as the Marshmallow Study. You may have heard of it. I talk about it a lot. And what they did is they took a group of kids and they put them in. Uh, they brought them into a room one at a time. And what they did is every kid they gave them a marshmallow and they put a marshmallow in front of them. It was actually a marshmallow or a pretzel stick, um, depending on which they liked more. But we we'll call it the marshmallow. Uh, so they put a marshmallow in front of them. And they said, uh, I'm going to leave the room and you can either have the marshmallow right now, but if you leave the marshmallow and wait till I get back, I'll give you a second marshmallow. And so the practitioner left the room and they came back. I believe it was 15 minutes later. And if the person, if the kid had eaten the marshmallow, they get nothing. If they didn't eat the marshmallow, they get a second marshmallow. And what they found is there were basically three camps of kids. There was the kids that, you know, the, the practitioner left and they just grabbed the marshmallow and ate it. And then there was another camp that like tried to fight it and they just waited and waited. And then, uh, but eventually they gave in and they ate the marshmallow. And then there was a third camp that waited and didn't eat the marshmallow and made it all the way to the end. And they got that second marshmallow. Now, what they did is they actually followed this group of kids uh, moving forward as they became adults. And what they found was that the kids that had developed the ability to delay gratification, meaning hold off, hold off on taking the marshmallow, right, and get the reward later, they found that those kids were actually the most successful in life in all areas. They had less weight issues, so they were healthier. They were happier and in better relationships. They made more money. And their overall satisfaction and happiness and fulfillment in life was rated much higher than people who just grabbed the marshmallow and ate it. So your ability to delay your gratification, even if only for a, a slight bit, can actually dictate your level of success moving forward. And this is why this is actually a muscle. I call it the de delayed gratification muscle. This is something that I actively build on a, on a weekly and daily basis. I'm constantly finding ways of, oh, I really want to go do this thing. Okay, great. I'll go do it, but I'm going to do at least one thing I don't want to do first before that thing so that it can uh, it can motivate me to take the actions and do the hard work uh, before going and doing the fun and easy thing that I want to do. So delayed gratification is one of the best ways to start to hold yourself accountable for certain things. Now, uh, if you can't hold yourself accountable for certain things, that's when we start to introduce outside accountability. Now, my second favorite thing for accountability is what's called social accountability. Uh, this is, this leverages the idea of social shaming, which sounds terrible because most of the time it is. Uh, but when you can use it to, uh, motivate yourself into getting into action. So this is a, a form of waving a big heavy stick behind you. So, 
Uh, we had a client of ours, uh, we'll call him Derek because his name is Derek. And Derek, if you're listening to this, I love you, man, but you are now officially on the podcast. Um, so Derek was having trouble. Derek was having trouble taking certain actions in his business. And he came to me, he's like, man, no matter what I do, I just cannot hold myself to doing the actions that I need to. His, he would, he would say he's going to do them and then he just wouldn't do them. He would find excuses to, to, uh, you know, put them off and put them off. And no matter what happened, he couldn't get himself to do it. And so what I said, I said, Derek, I want you to go into our Facebook group and I want you to post in the Facebook group. I want you to say, hey, I'm going to do X, Y, Z by Friday at 5 p.m. And if I don't, I will pay a hundred bucks to the first five people who comment on this post. And so he posted that. And obviously he had like 20 people comment on the post who wanting to be a part of it. Um, so now he is held socially accountable by five different people that he's going to owe a hundred bucks if he doesn't do the thing. Now, do you think that Derek did the thing? Yeah, he did the thing. And anytime that he knows he needs to do something, but he's afraid that he might not, he now goes into that Facebook group and he does the same thing. He says, who wants to hold me accountable for XYZ? I'll give you a hundred bucks if I don't do it. And every time he does that, he gets the thing done. So social accountability can be incredibly powerful. Telling people that you're going to do something is incredibly powerful because then if you don't do it, you have to fess up to those those people that you just said you were going to do it to. Now, this is really powerful. I use this all the time for myself. When I tell my audience that I'm going to accomplish something, a, a goal or or where we're going to be with something, it scares me every single time, right? I remember I remember the first time that I told my clients, uh, you know, hey, we're going to we're going to be a seven-figure business and I was, you know, only a six-figure multiple six-figure business. And I told our audience like we're going to be a seven-figure business. Well, when I told our audience that, I was like, holy shit, now I have to do the work to get there. You know, now we're a multi-seven-figure business and I'm telling everybody we're going to be a 10 to 12 million dollar business in the next 2 to 3 years. And I say that very confidently because I know that by telling all of our audience, right? I'm going to feel the need to take the uncomfortable actions and do the work to grow the business to get there. That's social accountability. And social accountability can be one of the most powerful things to making sure you're taking the uncomfortable actions to move you forward. Because to be honest, success, achieving success is all about taking uncomfortable actions. It's about taking the actions you are not familiar with. It doesn't mean they have to be hard. Most of the time, they're just uncomfortable because you're unfamiliar with them and they scare you because you haven't done them before. So to do the things that scare you, you have to have a reason. You have to have a carrot or a stick waving behind you. So the third thing is having what we call a accountability buddies or an accountability partner. Um, so having someone to personally hold you accountable to take the actions that you need to take. Now, I did this when I first started my business. One of my first accounting, accountability partners, uh, his name was Garrick Voslo. Uh, Garrick, if you're listening, love you, man. Um, his name was Garrick. And uh, Garrick and I had accountability every single day. Uh, and it was around doing our mindset work. So doing our visualizations, doing our meditations, things like that. Um, and every single day, we would just WhatsApp each other. All we did is we WhatsApped each other, uh, MSWD, mindset work done. That's it. And if, if he didn't WhatsApp me or I didn't WhatsApp him and the next day I had two MSWDs in a row, I would know that he didn't do his. So this is another form of public shaming a little bit, but it's only to one person, right? Now, this is really important. If you are going to do accountability with an accountability partner, there's a handful of rules that you want to follow. Number one, you want it to be incredibly non-invasive. A lot of people trying to do accountability with someone and it ends up being like a 30-minute call and that ends up taking too much time and so they end up falling off. You want it to be really non-invasive, just like I did with Garrick. Just a quick text message. That's it. I did I did my shit or I didn't do my shit. That's it, right? The second thing is you need it to be with someone you deeply don't want to disappoint. 
Now, Garrick had a very successful coaching business and he had an amazing family and he was an amazing dad and an amazing person. And I looked up to him in a lot of ways. So when I was doing this with Garrick, I, I didn't want to, I didn't want Garrick to feel like he was doing his accountability with, uh, with a no name, with, with somebody who wouldn't hold up their end of the bargain. So I deeply did not want to want to disappoint Garrick because he was such a great guy. So I made sure that I did my mindset work and you can bet if I missed a day and the next day I saw him do two of those texts, I was like, damn, not going to happen again. Right. So having an accountability partner to hold you accountable just to do that one most important thing every single day can be incredibly powerful. Uh, we, do this, we do this with our clients. We tell our clients, put together every single day, put together a list of five things that you have to accomplish for that day. And with your accountability partner, just text them what those five things are at the, uh, you know, at the beginning of the day or the end of the day. And then you know, if you text them that at the beginning of the day, then at the end of the day, text whether or not you got them done, a check mark next to each one or not right? And you basically just hold yourself accountable by telling them, I said I was going to do these five things. I did these four. That's it. That's all you have to do. They don't have to coach you on it. They don't have to get on your ass about it. The simple fact that you're sharing that you didn't accomplish it will make you accomplish it next time. Now, the last thing is you guys have heard me talk about this all the time, but people who pay, pay attention. So the last thing is paid accountability, actually putting your money where your mouth is. Now, obviously, you heard a little bit about this in the social accountability as well. You know, if I'm if I'm going to uh, post in the Facebook group, I'm going to say I'll pay a hundred bucks to the first five people that comment on this. If I do not do the thing, that's paid accountability. That's a form of paid accountability. Um, but you can also hire a mentor, hire a coach that can keep you accountable as well. Um, so I have a mentor, Bedros Koulian. A lot of you guys have heard of me. He's been on this podcast. Uh, if anybody knows Bedros. Uh, you know that he is a very intimidating looking guy. He's a big, strong guy. Um, he's actually just a teddy bear at, at heart, but a big, strong guy, amazing, amazing man. Um, and I always looked up to him when I was, when I was working with him because he's just, he's, he's, uh, uh, he's built a, a, a nine figure business and he carries himself so well. And he's such a good leader to his team. Um, and so when I was working with Bedros, I deeply did not want to disappoint Bedros. And when I paid him to hold me accountable, you better damn well bet that I did the things that I said I was going to do, right? Because the truth was, you know, I paid, I paid Bedros, um, you know, $50,000 to be doing, doing accountability with him. Okay. And, um, frankly, like Bedros wasn't necessarily in my space, so he couldn't teach me new tactics. He couldn't teach me new systems and strategies to help me specifically in my business. But, I, I paid him because number one, I wanted to be around someone that was that level of leader. And number two, when I told him I was going to do something, I did it, right? Because he was at that level that if I said something to him, it was going to happen. And that the, you know, the combination of someone I deeply didn't want to disappoint and paying for it, putting my money where my mouth was, made sure that I got into action and did the things that I needed to do. So hopefully this was helpful. The reality is we all need accountability until the moment that you're meditating and you levitate off the ground. We all need accountability. So you need to find what works best for you and you need to make sure that you're leveraging it regularly to move yourself into courageous action. Because if you want to accomplish something new, if you want to have more, you're going to have to do more things that scare you. You're going to have to get out of your comfort zone. You're going to have to constantly take action and face fears and do things that you don't know how they're going to work out. Now, if you're left to your evolutionary devices, you're probably just going to go, eh, I don't want to do that. And you're just going to go, you know, download a Netflix series and order some, uh, some DoorDash and sit on the couch. So if you actually want to be successful, double down on accountability. It is by far one of the most useful tools you can ever have. 
That's all we have for today's show. Don't forget that knowledge without action yields nothing, so make sure to implement what you learn here with us. And for all of our Shit You Don't Learn in College fans out there, if you've gotten any value from this podcast, don't forget to go to www.sidlickbook.com to grab your copy of the new number one bestseller, Shit You Don't Learn in College, available now. All right, that's all we have for today, folks. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Shit You Don't Learn in College. And if you did, please share this episode on your social media and tag at Xander Fryer. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and give us a five-star rating so you don't miss any other great episodes. We can only spread our message when you share this knowledge with the others that need it. So we really appreciate the support. Thanks a ton.